Welcome to Care in the Load podcast. Our guest today is Lori Jackson. She's a graduate of Brigham Young University, Idaho, where she studied English, communications, and family sciences. She is a wife, mother, educator, and self-help junkie. She has a love for learning, giggling with her grandsons, and tandem biking with her husband. She's the author of Practicing Progress, Five-Minute Miracle Journal, and Creating Positive Habits Journal. Her happy place is to be curled up with a book, a bowl of popcorn, sliced cheese, and freshly cut apples. Lori believes wisdom goes beyond being smart or having basic knowledge. Our culmination of experiences help us in our journey to become. While each of our challenges may be unique, we have the opportunity to choose how we will react, learn, and grow. Friends, welcome to Karen the Lone. I am so excited to have Lori Jackson with us. She she is um, someone that I have been following on Instagram for several months. I I love that she came up in my feed, and I learned so much from her and and her her posts and the things that she shares. Her Instagram handle is Choosing Wisdom. How did you even come to that name, Choosing Wisdom? <laughs> well, it's a long story. It, it's kind of how I, I totally got started. I was working in the insurance industry. I was um, serving in the Young Women's in our ward, and I was working on an activity for that particular night and doing an internet search. And I was led, somehow led, was following a quote, led to this blog that was taking, um, they, they wanted somebody to write about wisdom. And I was not at that point writing. I had written earlier in life, but I hadn't really written. And it was kind of a, a spiritual moment where the, the spirit whispered to me that I needed to start writing again. And so I went through the process of applying for this position that this blog had for an, a wisdom article. I was supposed to come up with the name of my um, weekly post that they wanted me to write about wisdom. And so I was supposed to come up with the name and I was supposed to come up with like 15 of my first article titles and write my first one for them. And I never heard from them and found out later that the, that particular blog just kind of went obsolete. I think it went, went um, under something, but the idea that the spirit had whispered to me just kind of propelled me forward. And that was um, just the beginning. I had a friend say, maybe you need to start your own blog. If this was, was truly personal revelation that you received that you needed to be writing, this is one way that you could do it. So one thing led to another. And I started a blog, not knowing what on earth I was doing. And Every year has just been about getting more wisdom and figuring out what it is the Lord wants me to do. It's interesting when you say that starting a blog, not knowing what in the world I'm doing. That's how I feel with uh, Care on the Load. We started Care on the Load really not knowing what we are doing, but having that that impression so strongly that we needed to do this. And so it's been a little trial and error along the way, trying to listen to 
whisperings and thoughts and ideas to help us to move forward in a way that we can can help others. And so thank you. Thank you for listening to, to that um, impression and moving forward. It's been a blessing in my life to, to go on this journey. And it's, um, there's been a lot of, of things that I have learned. It's not at all what I thought it was going to be back when I very first applied to that, you know, it's been five years ago this spring. Um, not at all the journey that I thought when I very first heard to start writing, but um, it's been wonderful. So thank you. And I love that you express this as a journey. So often I think we get frustrated because we think we should do something and it just should happen immediately. Yeah. But it doesn't. No, you get little windows. I, I love the analogy of, um, and I think it was, it was Gordon B. Hinckley that talked about working on the railroads where he, he had this on the night shift and he had to go check the rail and he had his flashlight. His flashlight only went so far out in front of him. And he knew his path to that point until the light, he got to that point and the light went a little bit further. And I think life is so much that way. We are carrying our light with us. And sometimes that light illuminates only a few steps in front of us. And we take those few steps and then we learn what the next few steps are. And it's a matter of acting and, and, and following through with what you're told to do until you get a little bit more light and you know the next step. You love to write. I have always loved writing. Little girl, I would write stories and my mom was the artist and she would illustrate pictures to go along with these tales that I had. And I mean, I always imagined that I would be writing fiction and um, that's just not the way that it's turned out. That's how it started. That was writing, writing all those little stories, Um, took all kinds of creative writing classes through high school and and college graduated in English because I just not only writing, but I love to read. I just love um, that whole that whole field. I love that your mother was there with you in this process of nurturing as as you were a little girl and developing that. And I'm sure because of that encouragement, you felt like you could be a writer. And yeah. And then it took this this detour in not the writing, but what you were writing about. So here we are writing about wisdom. What have you found on this journey as you have practiced yourself choosing wisdom? I learned that I'm not, not perfect. I am... I think um, that's probably one of the the greatest lessons that I've learned is that, you know, we, uh, I grew up thinking that there was this, this image that we had, that we had to look, look the part of being perfect and that we had to do all the right things and make all the right choices. And, um, and then we would be blessed with, with everything that we wanted and, and ever needed. And it's just not the way that it is. It is about, making the mistakes and learning from the mistakes and practicing to be a little bit better the next day. And, um, and, it, and it goes back to that whole journey. It's there's ups and downs and um, things that we learn just because we try. 
because we practice. And um, it's been it's been eye opening. I think I've I've really um, leaned more towards understanding the way that our brain works and the way that our thoughts influence our feelings and how I can be more wise. Not that I'm perfect. I'm still learning how to um, manage my brain and and how it affects the way that I feel about my relationships about the things that I'm doing in my life. Um, it's, it's quite a process for sure. I love that you clarify. There's a difference there between being perfect and practicing, because I think so often we have these unrealistic expectations. It is not possible for any of us to be perfect. Not not now, we're learning, we're practicing, we're becoming. And um, and that's the beauty, really, of this, this journey we're on, is, is who we're becoming. I've learned so much personally this last year about practicing, about becoming. And, and I wouldn't trade that for anything. Um, one of my favorite, favorite quotes you posted about the other day. I love butterflies. I do. And it's something that they fascinate me. The the whole process of becoming a butterfly. And a couple of years ago, we were, my husband and I and my my son and daughter-in-law, we were up in the mountains and we were in some back trails and we came upon thousands and thousands of these beautiful, beautiful butterflies. I just sat there in awe because I couldn't believe what was happening and that I was in the middle of all these butterflies surrounding me and flying and landing, you know, they're right there on the trail by me or even on, I was on a four-wheeler and I had stopped and turned it off and I just wanted to just soak it all in. But this took me to a thought, and it's Maya Angelou. We delight in the beauty of the butterfly, but rarely admit the changes it has gone through to achieve that beauty. I put that quote on a picture that I took of a butterfly that was there on a beautiful zinnia that I had planted from seed. And I think of this often because I think, you know, this is such a representation of our life. So often we just want to be, we want that destination, but we don't want to acknowledge what it takes to get from point A to point B to, you know, just this practice you're talking about. Right. I love that whole concept of you talking about practicing about becoming about learning how our minds work and that help us to to gain that wisdom what are some steps or some tips that you would suggest that we can incorporate in our lives that help us to understand ourselves a little bit better the process of becoming of practicing that you could help our listeners in their journey. 
Well, I think the first thing we we touched on just a, just a minute ago, but to let go of those unrealistic expectations, I think you get those out of the way and you can start digging a little bit and um, discovering who you were meant to be, who you're becoming. Um, there are, I, I have a, one of my books that I've written is called Practicing Progress. And, and within the book, I've got eight different, what I call pillars of practice, things to, to focus on practicing. And um, one of them that I feel passionate about is, is gratitude. Um, taking the time to be still every day and to feel, um, to breathe, to feel the world around you, to um, to think about what it is that you're doing in your life, where you need to be going, what changes you need to be making. Um, and just taking a moment to like, to just to internalize that, to allow yourself to feel what the spirit wants you to feel. Um, another thing that, I think we beat ourselves up with when we're talking about becoming is that we want to reach this end goal within, you know, a day or two, we expect immediate results, but instead to focus on making that 1% increase to do things just 1% better each day, not beating ourselves up because maybe I was on my list to, to work out today and I didn't get to it but knowing that tomorrow I will, and tomorrow I'll be just a little bit better about working on those things that, that matter the most. Both of those points are key because gratitude is, has changed me. When I started expressing that gratitude and writing that gratitude down, I think I, I was typically I'm, I'm, grateful person and express that, but it was being still and, and breathing because I, especially in, in challenging times, I tend to hold my breath. I tend to just, you know, I don't breathe the opposite of what I need to do to become free was I would just hold it in and internalize it. So when I learned that skill, of breathing and practicing that with coupling that with gratitude, it made such a huge difference for me. But sure. you you hit the nail on the head when you talked about we beat ourselves up and we're so hard on ourselves. And that's another piece that we need to learn in, in this, this journey of choosing wisdom is, is self-love is self-acceptance and loving ourselves like we love others. So often we demand more of ourselves. Their unrealistic expectations right there is, is just the demands that we have on ourselves to be something that's unrealistic, something that's not even, um, not real, not real at all. One of the things that I've loved in this journey of mine is to let go of what I thought I should become and just handed that over to God and said, if you'll help me become who you want me to become, then I'll, I'll do it. I'll do the work. I'll try my best to follow those, those simple steps and trust 
trusting him in the process, but it isn't overnight. Just like you said, that it's that little 1% progress of practicing and it builds upon each other. And so even though it might not look like I've done much between a week ago and today, the reality is it really builds and and it's the growth is is exponential in this journey. I think recognizing just that one percent, recognizing that you made just something better in your life, one percent better, it builds momentum and it gives you the courage to try again the next day, to try a little bit harder, to just to be a little bit better, um, to give a little bit more. Because it takes courage. Oh, for sure. I'm first to admit that when I have that momentum and I'm I'm building and I'm doing that 1%, that there are some days that maybe I don't get that 1%. It's a day that I just might want to curl up with a blanket and a good book and popcorn. Not that that's what I my goal was, but maybe that's what I did. But the next day doesn't mean I have to beat myself up and say, oh, I blew it. It means, okay, today's a new day. Let's practice again. Yeah. Not let that guilt and that shaming ourselves, you know, take over our thoughts, but allow ourselves to, to believe, yeah, this is a new day. This is a new start. And I can do better today than I did yesterday. And those days that we take to, I call them mental health days. We need those too. Those were important. They are, it's our body's way of saying, I just need to take a, a step back from everything that we've been doing and just, just do nothing. And that's okay. Just not every day. <laughs> right. It, it is okay. And just not every day. And I, I, I'm going to start calling it a mental health day as well. Thank you. <laughs> In your book, Practicing Progress, what are some other key pinnacles that you'd like to mention right now? There's the practice being human, I think is my first chapter. Um, and that's something every day to just practice, to, to realize that we're human, we're not perfect. And it's not about perfection right now. It's about just becoming 1% better. That's the, the, the title of that chapter. And then there's practicing gratitude. There's um, practicing discovering our purpose. We all have a purpose and it's in addition to the the traditional roles maybe that, that we feel that we fall into, but there is something that I truly believe we've all been sent here to earth to accomplish, to do. And discovering that purpose is another part of another key part of the journey that we experience in this life. Um, and then there's practice having courage, being brave, practice being brave. I think it's, um, I talk about having courage and how we can become paralyzed by fear and how to over, how to become fearless. Um, and, and kind of the mindset that we have to go through with that. So let me ask you this question because I lived for years in fear huh. and I have come to learn that it's possible to not live in fear. 
with with this being a step in this book, practicing progress, it's key, isn't it, to not live in fear, to heal. But that also doesn't that mean you have to examine why you're living in fear? For sure. Sure. You've got to examine where where those feelings are coming from. Are they valid? Do they serve me? Do they help me? Are they holding me back? Are they helping me to progress? Um, you know, some of those are some of the important questions to to ask yourself when you're looking at what fears you have. Some of our fears are legitimate. I have a fear of heights. I freeze up when I get on anything over 10 feet. And I have learned to practice doing things that make me that that kind of conquer that fear of heights. One of them this last summer, we went on a, a bike tour through um through Coeur d'Alene and and um Montana and went on some of the rails to trails that they have there where you're going over these bridges that are just through these valleys that I, we went across the first couple of them. We're on a, I am on a tandem bike with my husband, which I can't shut my eyes if I was on a single, but we ride a tandem bike together. And so we're on the tandem bike and I, the very first, I just was white knuckled, shutting my eyes and, and let's hurry and get off of this bridge. And we crossed, I don't know, probably 20 of them getting to the bottom. And then you turn back around and you go back up them By the time we got to the very top one, I said, I have to get off the bike. I have to go walk over to the edge and we have to take a picture to prove that I was here, that I did this. And it's not that the next time I get on on something that's high, those fear, that fear is just gone. I have to mentally go through that process all over again to determine, is this fear helping me? Is it protecting me? Yes. If I fall off the edge, that would not be good. But what's the likelihood of that really happening. Um, facing our fears um, is something, it, it, you don't just do it once and it's some, not in, something that you'll ever face again, but it's something that sometimes, in some cases, we have to face those fears every single day and and recognize that our brain doesn't want us, it's trying to keep us safe. That's what our brain, its purpose is to keep us safe. And um we just have to keep telling our brain, it's okay. This is okay. I'm not going to get hurt. I love this whole story because you use tools that you have to, to go through this. But then there was a point, I mean, the beauty, I would have been scared to death too. There would have been, you know, that fear and that, but that beauty that you, you saw when you did open your eyes, when you got off your bike to prove and as a reminder, you know, because sometimes I think we forget those things that we've accomplished. We overcame that fear. And to have that visual, it's amazing to me. I think that's just um, a beautiful thing to think that we can. We all have fears. I think sometimes we look at people, we look at those in our community or those we follow on social media, and we think, oh, they're they don't have any fears or they have no problems. They have nothing, you know, under these things going on. Well, the reality is they do. They just choose to not share those vulnerable pieces. And, yeah. and so it's part of becoming, 
is part of becoming um, who we are, practicing being human. I think we, you know, we forget who we are sometimes. And, and all of these steps that you've, you've shared in this, this practicing progress helps us to remember who we are and who we can become and who that possibility is. So I also, I don't want to not get to this, the five-minute miracle journal. I, it's, you know, there, there's something about that name when it's five minutes. Okay. Journals, mm, sometimes, right? People get turned off with journals. Yeah. But it's the miracle journal. Tell me yeah. about the five-minute miracle journal. I'm in a I'm in a mastermind group and I was like I am coming up with it I was trying to come up with a title for my uh this new journal that I actually I I had the inspiration I guess the the prompting to to write this journal came just shortly after general conference in October of 2020 and it was you need to do this and you need to do it now and I didn't listen <laughs> I let some of the other things on my list kind of take precedence. And I thought, I'll get to that. I'll get to that. And, and I, I ended up, you know, putting it together relatively quickly. Um, and I sent it in, I sent it to my beta readers and got it back like within a day. And I was like, this is something that's supposed to happen. This is the the way that everything just really went together quickly. And I sent it into Amazon for approval and they were like backlogged because it was right before Christmas. It was, you know, the week of the last week of November. And <laughs> anyway, back to the title, which is what you had asked me. I got off on a tangent there. The, the, the title came from my mastermind group. I had gone to them and said, I've got this journal that I'm putting together. And these are some of the names that I'm looking at. And they all came back and they're like, no, you need something that is, um, that's a little bit more grabby. And so that that's kind of from that mastermind group, they kind of said, you need something about miracles. What about the five minute miracle makeover? And I was like, Oh, I really like that. And I, I sent the five minute miracle makeover to my beta readers and they thought it was about makeup. <laughs> they thought the book was about, I'm like, okay, we'll drop the, the makeover part. But it, um, so I put journal in there instead to kind of clarify what the book was really about. Um, it's just got one quick chapter in the beginning that I wrote. And then I've I've basically taken what I've learned from my gratitude practice, key important elements about finding the the things, three things every day to be grateful for. Maybe it's the way that you saw the hand of the Lord, hand of the Lord in your life. Um, maybe it's something that you just did. You got out of bed and that was your win for the day. But you're just finding three things each day. And then you you look for the details. I feel like details deliver. You need the details of why that was significant that helps you to remember, which I think we are reminded of in the scriptures over and over why it's when something is important to remember, it's mentioned over and over. And so by finding the details, it helps you to remember those feelings of being grateful so that when you have a bad day, you can go back into your journal and you can read the details and your your mind will relive that moment when you felt that gratitude and it will go a long way in helping you to get back on a positive note again. And then I've uh, I've also got a, a, just a, a quick little journal prompt, something each day, it's a different prompt, but it's something to help you turn your heart towards God 
and to really recognize uh, those miracles that are in your life. Um, I love the story of the 10 lepers, which I start out with right at the very beginning. The one leper that came back, the Lord said, and expressed his gratitude to the Lord. The Lord says, thy faith has made thee whole. And it is, it is that process of turning to the Lord and thanking him that really makes us whole. We're broken. We are not complete until we've turned back to the, to the Savior and found that, that gratitude that really does help us to feel whole and complete again. It's a miracle. It is a miracle. And that's a beautiful story to go with that because in the gratitude comes the healing. Yes. Thanking. And each of us are broken to a degree, right? I mean, we have things that happen all the time that might just cause a dent or it might shatter, but the Lord Mm -hmm. can and will help us to become whole. And that is truly the miracle. It's coming back in gratitude. It's thanking. It's recognizing, you know, looking at the details, discovering those details. That's all part of the healing process in our journeys, because as we, we examine them and discover there are different things that we'll feel, and then that will help us remember. And it's a beautiful, a beautiful cycle. Yeah. What has helped you most in your life to choose wisdom? (laughs) It's trial and error. I think, um, I don't know that there's just one thing that has helped me to choose wisdom. I think it's it's more of the desire of my heart. I want to um, I want to know my Savior. I want to be closer to Him, and so I have a desire to. I I love to study. I love to read. It goes back to my English, but I'm really drawn to studying and learning and becoming a better me. And I think just the thing that's helped me the most is just to follow that desire to, um, to take the time to be still and to listen and, um, and recognize my thoughts versus the Lord's thought, you know, the, the promptings that I'm getting from the spirit in my mind and the difference between the two and, and following the one that's going to lead me closer to him. I love that it wasn't one thing. Ultimately, yes, it was that desire, but it was a process of practicing. There's so many beautiful nuggets in this, in this uh, conversation of what we've, we've shared. And it's fun to, to think of the journey we all can go on as we have a desire to to find us, to, to become who, you know, we, we need to be, or we want to be, or who God wants us to be. And trusting in the process, having courage to practice, practice the little things that end up being, having such a huge effect in our lives Five-Minute Miracle Journal is really just recognizing three things. But then 
digging down a little bit more. Internalizing them and making them mean something. Exactly. That's the journey. That's where we become and find this beauty within is that process of internalizing. That process of slowing down. That's one of the blessings, I would say, of the last year of 2020 is in so many ways we were forced to slow down. Well, in the middle of of being quarantined in your home and you're going absolutely crazy and you're thinking, what good is this even doing? But to be able to look back at the end of the year and see, hey, this was really kind of good for me. Yeah. This was kind of this was kind of a growing year for me in a way that I wouldn't have been able to grow in any other way if I hadn't stopped and slowed down. Yes. Just in closing, Lori. What is something that you would like to leave with our listeners of encouragement or hope that maybe you haven't mentioned yet that you just feel like you'd want to share? You know, uh, that's, this is just something that I was thinking about this morning. Um, And I, you know, I, I laugh a little bit because my husband thinks I, I take long showers, but it's not because I, it's where I get my revelation. I need a whiteboard in there or something because sometimes it's just so much. I need to be writing everything down that's coming to me. But this morning um, it was the thought that you are enough. Not something that I needed to hear. It's something that we all need to hear from time to time. We all go and do and, and get caught up in, in the, the different trials and hard things that are going on in our life. And sometimes we forget that our best effort is enough. And um, that's just the reminder that I needed this morning. And maybe that was because your listeners needed to hear that today too, but we are, we are enough. We are enough. And thank you. That's a beautiful reminder. Thank you for joining us today. We hope that you have enjoyed our conversation with Lori Jackson. As we've discussed particular things about desires and becoming and choosing wisdom, practicing progress, giving ourselves a break, and most importantly, recognizing that you are enough. Each of us have a story to share. Author Brene Brown reminds us that owning our story is the bravest thing you will ever do. The stories and experiences our guests share inspire us, as well as help us to grow and connect with others. We invite you to become a part of Karen the Load community through social media, as well as to share the site with those you know. We are stronger together. Keep Karen. 